Mango Mustache Media. L.A.S. Welcome, welcome, welcome to One Word Stories. I am your host, Alex Schulte. This is the show where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell. Um, I'm usually joined by Jake Trumper, but he's at Adventureland today. (laughs) I'm going to lie to why he's not here. Also, it's not his fault. I kind of, I forgot we were recording an episode today until my guest showed up today. (laughs) She's like, uh we doing this? Yeah, is this happening? I was like, yeah, we're ready to record your show. So she is going to be one of our hosts on the LAS Podcast Network right here in the fourth floor of Theater Cedar Rapids. And remember, if you want to support our network, please go to LASPodcastNetwork.com and you can subscribe to our exclusive VIP access group. We're calling that LAS Plus. If you want to subscribe to that for just $10 a month, you get ad-free episodes, exclusive content, behind-the-scenes stuff, um get access to tickets before they go on sale for LAS Live. But if you want to subscribe to LAS Plus, go to LASPodcastNetwork.com slash plus. And if you like this show, can I ask you one really quick favor? Please, please go to Apple Podcasts and, and leave me a good review. Go to, I don't know if Spotify has reviews, but go leave me a review wherever it is possible. Um, those, those reviews really help me get this show in front of more people and they let other people know that it's even a good show in the first place. If you don't like it, Please just stop listening and don't go and leave me a review. (laughs) Just keep it to yourself. Um, But today, there's no Logan in the booth. There's no Jake in the booth. So I'm self-producing this episode. I'm sitting outside the studio right now, and my guest is sitting inside the studio. We're doing this just as stripped down as possible. You can hear her giggling in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, Logan just had a baby. Two days ago, so so that's what the reason he's not here. And then Jake, you know, is just at Adventureland. Um, also, I told him to take the night off and forgot we had an episode. But <laughs> without any further ado, uh, my guest today is the director of rock bands at the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. She is on staff there, uh, and she is the lead singer of the band Naomi. I'm going to give you a little <laughs> bit of time to guess. Who my guest today is, oh my gosh, you guessed it, it's Naomi. Hi, Naomi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. You gotta ask how I am now. Hi, Alex. And then I gotta go, good, how are you? How are you? Remember, uh, so when I I just let you into TCR just now, I, I... I was up here recording our Dungeons and Dragons podcast, yes. which is coming out here pretty soon. Definitely check that out. Excellent. But there were two. There was a couple walking on the sidewalk. You yes. were sitting on the bench in front of TCR, and I came out, <clears throat> and there was that awkward moment of like them hitting, <laughs> crossing the door the same moment I opened it, and I just opened it with uh, gusto. <laughs> Hello, and, and this guy was awkwardly like, "Hi, how's it going?" His lowest man voice. Right. He really put on the deep <laughs> voice. I was like, "Good. How are you doing?" He's like, "Doing just fine." <laughs> 
<laughs> very low and authoritative. I love that when that happens. <laughs> and then you said, you're like, well, why are we even asking this question? We know this conversation right? is going. It's Hi, not, how are you? Good, good how, how are, are you? you? Good, how are you? We're good. Good, how are you? Good. When does it stop? <laughs> well, I think it stops when somebody actually tells you how they're doing. Right? Like, do you really want me to answer that? Because I, I do. I really want to know how you're doing. Currently, today, I'm having a great day. It has been fantastic. It started with one of my friends just texting me like, hey, do you want to go for coffee and a hike? And I'm like, yeah, when? She's like, I'll pick you up in 20 minutes. And I'm like, this, I love it. Oh, you're an extrovert. I, mm, it depends on the day. I don't even know how to answer that really. I think, because I love getting text messages like that. Like, I'm on my way to pick you up. Let's go do something. Yeah. But that, that same text would give a lot of people very severe anxiety. It depends who it's coming from. <laughs> That's a great point, too. <laughs> this particular person, Laura, I'm like, anything you want to do is going to be a blast, even if we just sit in the middle of the lawn. Um, <laughs> but there's other people that I definitely would be like, sorry, I have plans in my pajamas watching Well, the end, of, the end of your trailer for uh, The Ruckus with Naomi Ruckus Rose is out, and at the end of it you say, love you all, some, some more than others. more than others. <laughs> Which I think we've just established right now that that's actually a fact. I mean, it's true. Okay. I want everyone to be happy and healthy. But. Of course. Let's not lie and say that we love everybody like equally because we don't. I can have empathy. (laughs) I'm sounding like a terrible person already. (laughs) No. Uh, But I love how vulnerable you're being about it. I don't like everybody. (laughs) No, me neither. Me neither. You know? uh it, and that's one cool thing about this whole LAS podcast hour project is we've gotten to meet a lot of people and mm-hmm. and I've I like all of them so far. That's good. So far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows who's to there's, come? There's gonna be somebody I don't like. <laughs> I'm sure. There's, I mean, it's inevitable. Yeah. Just like any job. Yes. I mean, it's it's it's. Um, oh, I think about this when I watch. <laughs> Occasionally, when I watch The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, uh, I watch it religiously. I'm like the odds of this actually happening, yeah. like that out of twenty guys or whatever, you're gonna like 30. fall at thirty. Yeah, it's <laughs> okay, always that's it's a better like odds at the, at, the, at the beginning. But it just seems like, God, like I can't. I just don't think I would ever want to be a contestant because I can't guarantee out of those 30 people that I would like any of them enough to like want to go on one-on-one dates uh, with. Yeah, but okay. I don't see. I watched the ba- Hannah, my, who's my girlfriend. Yes. Her and I sit and watch The Bachelor slash Bachelorette mm-hmm. every single, well, Tuesday, because it comes out on Monday and then oh. it's on Hulu on Tuesday. Okay, yes. So we're caught up every single time. By yep. the way, Bachelor in Paradise starts tomorrow. <laughs> And we're so excited. <laughs> okay. I'm happy for you. Thank you. <laughs> well, am. Bachelorette just finished up this past Monday. And then at the end of the episode, they're like, Bachelor in Paradise next Monday. Right. And we both looked at each other like, God Keep damn it. it. Rolling. We can't get out of this. We're <laughs> obligated. You, you gotta. Yeah. You know? And they know. And so, they keep call- I, I hate it when they call me Bachelor Nation. Wait, what does that mean? They, they're like, hey, Bachelor Nation. Welcome oh, back. Oh, like the fans of The Bachelor and Bachelor. Yeah. Okay, I get right. it. I and, get it. And so I am. But- you like as much as I hate Nation. that, I'm as Bachelor Nation as it gets. <laughs> Sounds like it. I yeah. It, don't, Do you keep up with the couples after they like? I definitely the shows? check in. Yeah. Yeah, because I you know they're going to break up. It's just a matter of when. When. And when you find out, it's like ah, I knew it. I knew they were going to break yes. up. And then there's those couples who stay together and get married and have kids, and then they're like, what the fuck? How did this happen? Yeah. Um, speaking of <gasps> growing up and having kids, perfect segue. Oh, you said it. You said the word. Yes. There's, so one thing I'm trying to say less in podcasting is the word segue. 
Oh. I'm trying to not point out every time there's a segue by saying, here's a segue. What's a better word? Do you just not Sometimes acknowledge you, it? You just well, go with it? One one note I got actually from Chris Jackson when I was working at Z102.9 <laughs> yes. is he was like, you point out that you're segueing too much. <laughs> like, I'll segue and then I'll be yeah. like, that was a really good segue, right? <laughs> and like, you could, it's okay to segue without saying that you just segue. Sometimes it's okay to just do it. I suppose, yeah, but... But I mean, sometimes a segue presents itself and you're like, whoa, that's a fun segue. Yeah, like if you tell a good pun, it's like everybody noticed this good pun I made. It's kind of that yep. in that mindset uh, for me. It's a, it's like it's like I'm elbowing somebody in the ribs. Huh? Uh, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Well, let's segue out of growing up and having kids into... Today's word is... Kids. Kids. <laughs> <laughs> Going great. This it, this could be going better. <laughs> so, um, where do we start with kids? So, first off, mm-hmm. I do want to be transparent in the fact that I had no idea we were recording an episode today. <laughs> I thought we were going to be recording an episode of the Ruckus. The Ruckus, right? So when you got here, I was like, "So, where's your guest? What's your topic today?" And you're like, "Oh, I thought we were doing one word stories." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, we are definitely." It's fine. So you and I sat, sat here and tried to think of the word we were going to discuss today. And yes. the first thing we thought of, of course, because you're Naomi, is music. Right. That's a go-to word. But you're pigeonholed in that. Quite. You know, everybody always puts you in that corner like, oh, she's just music. That's all she's got to talk about. Right. That's all I'm good for. But you got other things to talk about. I'm a real person. Right. I've with got layers. With no kids. No kids. But we're going to talk about kids. Let's do it. <laughs> because you and I both, uh, we both teach other people's kids. We do. And we're both people who are on the fence about even having kids we of are. our own. Yes. So I think that's something I would like to explore today with you. Let's do. Yeah. Um, first off, so when are you going to have kids? Um, okay. So I have thoughts about the question even <laughs> of asking someone when they're going to have kids. Yeah. So in this conversation, we planned. Oh, it's a terrible question. It's a terrible question. We planned on this conversation and we've both agreed. Mm-hmm. I would like to have that kind of be the, mm-hmm. the, um, um, asterisk on yeah. this episode. Don't ask people when, when they're going to have kids. I literally got right? asked yesterday. <gasps> yeah. I, I finished yeah. up a show at Bruce Moore and the guy came up to me afterwards. He goes, um, I think it's, they knew my dad. So they were like, mm-hmm. oh, you're like a chip off the block. It's probably time for you to start having kids here. <laughs> and the, the look his wife gave him, like, you just asked an overweight person if they were pregnant. Yes. Good thing she was aware. She knew. Yeah. She was woke on the don't ask Good. millennials when they're having kids yeah. thing. Yeah. Because, dude, there's enough of them. Right? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> enough reason right there. There are so many <laughs> kids. so many. <laughs> Whenever Hannah and I have this conversation, it's always like, we're, we'd probably adopt. Yeah, right. If we were to have kids, but then that's so expensive and we're not oh financially viable enough to yep. adopt a child yep. or even to maintain a childhood mm-hmm. for a kid. Mm-hmm. It's um, like even the the struggle between like people, families or individuals that want to adopt. Um, it's hard financially and you mm-hmm. have to jump through so many hoops that and being a foster as well. Oh, yeah. But if you think about that, conceive, quote, naturally, quote. Right. Right. Um, then you are, you know, you have so much more government assistance opportunities to help you along the way with with um 
food assistance and daycare assistance and um, insurance and stuff like that. So I'm like, why isn't there, and maybe, maybe there is, and I'm just not aware of it yet, but why isn't there more things in place for um, helping families be able to, good families be able to afford these adoptions and sure and less who I, I don't necessarily think there should be less hoops to jump through because I think you should be vetted to of foster course. more than know? anything I mean I mean that you should be vetted more than any more job than application anything. more than buying a <sighs> freaking gun what you know yes. name all the things you get vetted for have, raising a child yes you know you want my controversial take yes I think people should be vetted before they're even able to conceive you know, it a child naturally. Yes, I. Because there are so many parents who are just like oh not doing it, and that's like part of part of my thought process with that is, um, it's it's terrifying and devastating how um, people can people that are real shit parents they mm-hmm. can conceive so easily. Mm-hmm. So many times. So many times. And even if they don't have the means for it, you know, and I'm not going to judge or shun anybody that has more kids than they can afford because we live in a fucked up economy and it's not their fault. And there's so many factors. There's so many factors that come to play. You know, but let's uh, let's put on our judgment hats here for a second because we're on a podcast, so we're We're better than than everybody. Uh, I'm saying that completely sarcastically. So sarcastic. And I don't mean that. Even in the slightest, no, 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 for no. the record. It's not our hearts. But then there's people that desperately want to conceive yeah. naturally, mm-hmm. and they would be good parents, such good parents, mm-hmm. and they have to just um, observe the world of undeserving parents mm-hmm. raising kids that are going through shitty childhoods. Mm-hmm. Traumas. Traumas. And it's 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 not... Um, I, I don't know. I always say that kids aren't resilient. You know, the whole saying that kids are resilient. They'll get through anything. And like right. they get through things because that's just how time works. You know, you yeah. keep living, but shit stays. I mean, it's not them. like you and I don't have traumas that right? we had to get through. Come on. You know, of course we do. Yeah. But, um, and I feel like I had great parents overall. That, that's, that was what I was going to say <laughs> is like, I had great parents and I still had yeah. to get through shit yeah. with, because of them. Right, exactly. Yes. You know, like they they fucked up on yep. a few different things. And I actually I've discussed that on this show. Yeah. You know, go back to my therapy episode. Mm-hmm. Um, um we really dive into it. Mm-hmm. But I can't imagine having parents who just don't love me. Oh my or God. that um, you know, are fighting other demons yeah. uh, at the same time. Yeah. So I can't imagine. But so we this is not an episode though to <laughs> to judge bad parenting. No, it's not. Um and if you're listening to this show, you're obviously a good parent because you chose obviously. to listen to One Word Stories. Obviously. So good for you. Look at you. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back, you good parent, you. All the good people here. Somebody listening to this like, I'm not a, well, I don't have any kids. <laughs> Shut up, Alex. Neither do we. We're fine. Uh, neither do we. No. But but you and I do work with other people's kids quite a bit. Yes. You more than I do, for sure. I only oh, do it okay. seasonally. Oh, okay. Around um, what's called speech time at at the high school. Oh, so I yeah. I coach musical theater and improv and um, uh, acting and oh, fun. miming. Cool. A bunch of artistic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so fulfilling. And I mm-hmm. love the kids I get to teach. Mm-hmm. Like, I really just fall in love with all of my students. Yeah. It's just so hard not to, to create um, just a, a close bond with them mm-hmm. like they are your own. And you just want to, like, protect them and make sure that 
their high school experience is perfect and that yes. they have and that they feel super confident in themselves because I remember feeling just no confidence in high school yeah. and having a few adults who I really looked up to who who like reassured me that I was enough. You're okay, kid. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but kids are going through different stuff than I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know, the world seems to be more um acceptable and uh uh awake to to mm-hmm. Different genders, um, yep. people of of from all different backgrounds, yeah, really than they were back when we were in high school, yeah. But that's not to say that they're not dealing with other different things, for sure. You know, I mean, kids are dealing with being non-binary and mm-hmm. um, part of the LGBTQ community, uh, so much more outward, yes, than they ever were, right. Yeah. And that's, even though the world is more accepting of it, that's still super stressful. Oh, yes. I mean, even, even having your own, um, little pod of people, like, even though you have each other, it's still, mm-hmm. you're still very much aware when you're different, you know, then it does. And then some of these kids, you know, that are in the, um, queer community are not always going home to parents that <clears throat> accept it, you sure. know? Mm-hmm. I think our generation here is getting uh, moving in the proper direction of being more loving and accepting to all of these different um, uh, genders and um, but their parents um, I don't want to pigeonhole some. yeah I don't right. want to pigeonhole all the parents you know but right. um, but you see we're moving in the right direction yes I do yes and it's really difficult to just kind of send some of these kids home when you know that your time with them during the week is probably the best Mm. however many hours they're going to get this week, you know? Yeah. But then it's also that much more rewarding because like you show up and you're just like some of the days, you know, even, even with my experience in the past with, you know, working outside of the rock band stuff with other kids, it's like you just realize how important it is to just like listen and instead of trying to fix it all for them, you know, like, yeah. um, and then being able to like have the blessing or, or just the, it just feels so good when then those kids come to you later on and text you in the middle of the night, like shit's hitting the fan. What do I do? Or like oh. when you're the person that they come to, it's yeah. heartbreaking, but also like, thank God someone's there, you yeah. know, not to make yourself feel better about it, but it's just kind of like, I feel but like, it's it's like a, I'm being the person that I want to be. I am being a person I want to be like, I, um, I always wanted to be involved in like a youth leading position. Like when I was younger, I thought being a youth leader in church would just be the most fantastic thing. Cause I looked up to my youth leaders, um, <clears throat> quite, you know, they were up there on a pedestal mm-hmm. and, um, had so much influence over me, good or bad, you know, we, that can be a different podcast <laughs> episode. But, Tune into the ruckus. Uh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, um, Back then, when I was experiencing it then, it meant a lot to me to have good, solid leaders that um, knew how to have fun as a kid would and was a little more aware of what kids were dealing with in school every day and stuff. And I'm like, shit, I want to be that for somebody. I want to be that for yeah. a group of kids, you know? Right, right. It didn't happen in, well, it's, I had a couple stints when it happened in a church and it was just a disaster where you were, you were on which side of it? Um, like leadership positions okay. in church. 
Um, and that's another episode. But um, I again to to, to, to shamelessly cross promote here. <laughs> Naomi has a show that we're workshopping currently on the yes. network called The Ruckus. Yes, and you'll be talking about all sorts of uncomfortable topics. Yes, things that usually kind of get a heated comment section on uh, social media. Yep, I think is the best way to describe it. Yes, all those kind of hot button things. And I, okay, so put a pin in what I'm just saying now, but about the ruckus thing, Mm -hmm. I feel like so much shit happens in comment sections just because we can't see people's expressions or the delivery of their tone. Like I tried to like tune into Aaron, my partner, Aaron, um, he, we were debating, not really debating. We were just talking about our different viewpoints on a particular topic. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to just tone, tune into just his words. Right. And I'm like, if I were reading just his words, all like, periods, it sound like an no asshole. exclamation. Yeah, points. right. It just sounds so like, um, just not harsh, but you know, I think you right. get what I mean. Well, I think, uh, so we've all gotten so used to texting and being comfortable yes. with that, that form of communication yep. that we forget that sometimes there are some harder conversations, excuse me, that are not for that. No, no. I, uh, I went through, I went through a really bad night. Um, about a month and a half, two months ago mm-hmm. at, at a bar and mm-hmm. my friends, I had some friends who were really, really mad at me. And then one of the friends who was, I'm just going to say the boyfriend of one of my friends mm-hmm. was not there, but he had some opinions yeah. and he had thoughts. So, but instead of waiting to see me and talk to me about this thing, he sent me yeah. this long message on Facebook Oh no. and I just didn't respond. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. Yeah. So I just put it off and I dealt with the relationships that I wanted to worry about. Yeah. And then moved on with my life. Yeah. But it came off. I don't, I don't know if he meant to come off as a total dickwad. Right. Yes. But he came off as a total dickwad. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. And I'm sure that like the reason he had to reach out to me is because I was being a total dickwad. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> but still, like now I don't feel like talking to that guy. Yeah. Yep. Like ever. Yep. So, you know, yep. it, and that could have easily been avoided by just like saying it in person. Yes. Say it in person. Watch the inflections. It's usually never as bad as you think it is. Um, and I think like podcasting and then like video chats or whatever just kind of like um, delivers those hard topics in a way where you can actually hear the tone and hear the struggle behind formulating the sentences like that <laughs> yeah yeah there there is something to be said about that yeah there, there absolutely is yeah so long story short that's the ruckus talk, talk to him in your talk to him in person yeah, yeah. that's the ruckus yeah. uh, but back to your point about uh being in your in your leadership positions yes. in your in your um religious community yes so that went horribly and um it was kind of like okay maybe i'm not cut out for this but then i started teaching voice lessons at the academy and i started with um young students Somebody um, shouted you out on Reddit the other day. Yay. I told you that before we started recording, but yeah, I was. Kind of makes me feel cool. I was on Reddit <laughs> just searching uh, about the drama about Uptown Friday Nights, which yeah. we don't have to discuss on this show, but man, what happened there? Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, right. Just Google it. <laughs> Google I don't, it. I don't want to get myself in any hot water talking about it. Right. Um, but, but yeah, somebody was looking for a good vocal coach, and, and then the one and only comment was <laughs> hit up Naomi Holtang. Over at Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. Uh, that makes me feel so good. Yeah. No, but yeah, I started um, giving voice lessons to um, young kids. I have I had really young kids and then teens, and I had some adults too. But I feel like it was so rewarding when, 
when some of these girls, uh, like high school girls, would come in for their voice lessons and they would just kind of be like, you know what, I just need to spill some tea today. Mm. And we would just talk. And um, I'd be like, you know, uh, I I want you to know that um, this is an appropriate use of my time. I would like you to know that. Like, I would want you to come and develop your voice and, and learn. But, like... I also yep. will be your half-hour therapist with right. no credentials. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know? I'll just sit and, here and listen as an unbiased yeah. non-parent. Yes. And um, I, you know, it's hard to talk about this stuff without it sounding like we're tooting our own horns, but um, it's it's so valuable to those kids. And I can say that because I, I know of people, adults in my childhood and teen life who um I had those feelings for when they would just like listen yeah. and yep. I, they were, they were oh, so valuable. You could shout life, them you know? out right now without even thinking about the names. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, could. I, um, there's a couple that I probably wouldn't want to name because their life kind of went in a different direction. Oh that's man. Not, that's a thing right? too. Yeah. yeah. Some of my mentors, I don't want to call them, but like teachers made some shitty choices, made some shitty choices. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, it's um, especially <laughs> working with kids like you want to um, always be like, uh, oh, God, this is yeah, getting tiptoe around a cre- this one. Yeah, a creepy conversation. Like, I always want to be above board with kids and I always want to be, um, you know, open door. <laughs> and, yep. um, you know, yep. you have to be careful as you should. You never, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And Obviously, we have the best interests yes. and everything like that. Um, but because of situations like that, you never want to get into a situation where it's he said, she said. Right, exactly. You know, yep. you want to make sure that all, all bases are covered because, yeah, there yes. are careers that are ruined over false accusations. Harmless stuff. But that doesn't mean that we can't take every accusation 100% yep. uh, uh, seriously. Yep. Like, I've got one teacher who was incredible to me. She, she, I was, I was actually failing chemistry, and she came up to me and she goes, it, it was one of my favorite things that a teacher's ever said to me mm-hmm. was, uh, uh, Alex... You're not going to be a chemist, so it's okay if you drop my class. Oh, and and like you never want to hear that, right? But it was also one of those like freeing moments that I had. Yeah, and and she was incredible. Got like teacher of the year, and then shit hit the fan. Well, she slept with a student. Yeah, that's you know? kind of my story too. So you know, and then so what do you what do you do with with when when these people you admire and and idolize yeah. and look up to? Yep let you down like that it's it's so disheartening i uh very similar story it was my band instructor he um god i credit him for so much of like oh my, my musical passion and we're not gonna say these names no obviously. absolutely not no um but i do think i know who you're talking about okay i'm sure um and it was amazing because like i i don't read music very well at all and he knew that but he knew that i had like kick-ass trumpet tone and that Mm -hmm. I was a fantastic musician for my age back then and um so he he was very aware that I had to listen to the music first and he would write in my fingerings with me on the trumpet over top of my music with me at my lessons Mm -hmm. he didn't try to teach me how to do it the correct way he taught me how he knew I was going to be successful you know and and it's such a gift and especially in like a creative realm like that you know like um like just help me foster the gifts that I have, you know, and, and he did that. And he was the one that I credit to that. Like, if you're like in, 
I tell this to my rock band kids too. Like <laughs> we're in practice. Like if you're going to fail, if you're going to fuck up parts, like do it loudly and do it passionately oh, I lo- and do yeah. it confidently. Love and that. then most times no one's going to know you messed up because mm-hmm. you, lots of music performance is just that it's performance. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he gave me so much confidence and so much just like, um, uh, as a kid who just felt a little different from everybody else, I, I really felt like, okay, band is my, music is my, that's mine, you know, this is where I belong. And then, yeah, like he left um, the school after I graduated, he went to a different school and um, had relations with a senior girl and it sounded like they were both consenting, but you can't do that. <laughs> you can't do that. Nope. And so it you was just can't. it was just, just heartening. Imbalance of power. It it is. Yes. Yes. No matter no matter if you're can consent or not, it's the power. It's we could get into that. But anyway. Right. That's that's a whole topic that's been discussed a million times yes. and we don't need to rehash we, that. We don't. It would just be a waste of time to hear it from us, I think. Right. But no, is like that's always that that is always in the back of my mind when um, I'm fostering these relationships with kids is like Doesn't it suck? It fucking that has sucks. to be though. Yes. You know that somebody else kind of like why do why why yep. ruin that yep. relationship that's just so pure it's so pure and it it's so valuable i think i've been saying that word a lot but it really it's a, it's a good word for it it is it it um god when you're developing and figuring out who you are as a person when you're young like it's it's easy to take those disappointments and people really hard you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I don't want to be that person on any level with the kids that I get to hang out with. <laughs> and uh, honestly, since you already think that way, I don't think you ever will be that person, I, yeah. right? Like, I think no. we, we know that we will never be those people. No. Um, um, but, yeah. That's I, the way it, the world works. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too sometimes. I know it. People ruin it. Right. Um, the big question, though, today. Yes. That we were asking before was... Are you ever going to have kids? Am right. I, you know, the, the question you don't ask. Yep. Before I think we just tangented. <laughs> <laughs> we just ADD'd the fuck <laughs> off to the left and went into freaking bad team. Why did we get Why here? Did we get, I think that was my fault, actually. <laughs> oh, man. So, okay. I want to take a quick break. Yes. And then when we come back, I want to answer the question. Mm-hmm. Is Alex Schulte having kids? <laughs> is, is Naomi Ruckus Rose ever going to? Have a child coming up. Find out <laughs> on well in a couple minutes. <laughs> Jake, I lied. We're not going to break. We're actually going to play a game. Dun dun dun. And it's called True Love and Two Lives. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Alex. No. Let me try that again. It's called True Love. And two lies. Yeah, there we go. Um, presented by Ginsburg Jewelers. <laughs> Nailed it. You, that was perfect, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So uh, at Ginsburg Jewelers, located on Collins Road and First Avenue over by Best Buy, uh, GinsburgJewelers.com for more information. It's all about the story that these that these that that this jewelry tells a lot mm-hmm. of times, right? It's about the, the story of proposing to someone, um, the story of buying yourself something just because... Because you, you deserve it. Because you deserve it. You Heck work hard. Yeah. Or the story of whatever. So I've got three stories here. Can I guess that one of them is about true love and two of them are lies? 
Well, I guess they're all about love, but oh, one okay. of them is true love because oh, okay. two of them I wrote. Well, I wrote all of them, but one of them is the truth, and I have proof oh, to prove it. Oh, okay. That's kind of sweet. So I'm going to read you three stories here, and I need you to tell me which one is, is the truth. Do I? So Okay. So, okay. Read them. Read them. Are you ready? I guess I don't know how I'm going to be able to tell which one the truth unless it's like crazy um, stuff. In I mean, them. They, you be the judge. Okay. okay. Here's, here's story number one. I was walking home with my friends from a concert at McGrath Amphitheater, and my boyfriend said he had to use the bathroom. So he left with his best friend while I hung back with some friends before we walked back to our car. I definitely started to notice that he was gone for a bit too long, and I started asking my friends what was taking so long. Next thing I know, a limo pulls up, driven by my boyfriend's best friend. He gets out of the driver's seat, walks around to the backside door, and opens it up, revealing my boyfriend in full tuxedo, stepping out of the car. He gets down on one knee. I say yes. The rest is history. I feel like you need a C1 license to drive a limo, so that one, I don't know if I believe that one. Can I hear all of them before I pick? You can definitely hear all okay, of them. Okay, because I'm trying to guess. Before you pick. Yeah. I don't know if you actually need to see one license to drive a limo. I'm just trying to pick holes in the stories, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good I'm hole panicking. in the story. Yeah, I know. I think that's good. You pick, pick I, all these apart as much as you possibly okay. can. All right. Okay, because um, um, all of them are a little weird, you know, in their own way. Oh, dang. Uh, so even the real one's going to have like this sweet charm of weirdness to I mean, it. So I'm not that's gonna be the able... thing is all oh, three of them no! are similarly weird, I Okay, think. okay. Give me the next one. All right. So uh, story number two. Right before the 1984 Olympics, Michael Jordan and Team USA and the Team USA basketball team were at Carver Hawkeye Arena where the Hawks used to play. So my boyfriend, his whole family, and I decided to go and see them play. But for whatever reason, we were fighting that night about the prospect of marriage. And my boyfriend goes, well, I'm just going to tell the whole family tonight. And I said, fine. And then out of spite, he clinked his glass, got everyone's attention, and told them we were getting married. There was a long, awkward silence in the room before his mother went, we know. Okay, interesting. So this was in 1984? Yes. That's what the story says. Hmm. So wait. You don't need to see one license to go uh, watch no, basketball. No, but what I'm confused about is, were they at the basketball game when this happened, or were they headed towards the basketball game? And so, like, they're all getting dinner when that happened. It sounded like dinner. There was glass clinking, but I don't know for sure. I only have the information I have. Okay, okay. Next one, please. Okay. Hmm. I mean, you, can you clink a glass at Carver Hawkeye Arena? I, can I don't it. think everyone can just hear you, though. Plastic cups. Yeah. <laughs> All right, story numero trace. So it's 2009. Avatar is the number one movie in the world, and my boyfriend and I finally have some time to go see it. We get ready to go. I put a couple travel bags of M&Ms in my pockets to sneak into the theater, and we head out. My boyfriend drives past what was Werenberg Theaters at the time, and I immediately start thinking something's up. I'm like, what are you doing? And he says, just trust me. Obviously, at this point, a proposal crosses my mind because at this point, been together for three and a half years. But you still think about all the possibilities, too. We eventually pull up to Palisades. It's dark, so I'm definitely kind of creeped out at this point. But we get out of the car, start walking down the path, and eventually the path is lit up with these lanterns, and waiting at the end of the path are my parents, his parents, and our best friends. He gets down on one knee, and what do you think I said? Of course! <sighs> okay, that's a pretty solid one. That's a pretty solid one. The only thing is like... Hmm. Hmm. Okay, so here's, here's my reasoning. 
What was the start of the second one? Uh, the Olympics. In 1984? 1984. Who was playing? Michael Jordan. He played for the Bulls? He played for Team USA. No, but what was his team? The Bulls. Yeah. What's your favorite team? The Bulls. Yeah, yeah. I think that one's fake because you like the Bulls. <laughs> so you're the, you're my, you're the yeah. guy put Michael Jordan into yeah, a story. And then, and then I'm pretty sure you didn't say, did you say the arena they were at in your story? I did. Yes, Carver Hawkeye Arena, oh, okay, which is where okay. the Hawkeyes used to play. Hmm. I'm going to say that they one's tore that down. I'm going to say that one's fake. That's a fake one. You picked that one because you, and then the driving up one, what is the logistics? How are you leaving a concert from the McGrath Amphitheater and someone without a C1 license or a very skilled driver is pulling that vehicle up with all of that crowd and successfully getting there and creating this whole awesome moment. So I don't think that one... Definitely prep. So I think the third one is the most likely and I'm going to pick number three as the true one. You think that uh, this person got proposed to at Palisades with their friends all around them. And their parents. Yes. That's my guess. Am I right? Well... Am I right? Let's find out. Okay. For the 1984 Olympics, the no! basketball players oh, were still dang it. amateurs. <laughs> Therefore, the professionals were still not allowed to play. Oh, that's so sweet. However, Michael Jordan was still in college, and he was part of that team. And he was already a big deal. And the whole clan went down to Iowa City to watch the USA Olympic basketball team play, I believe, against the Hawkeyes. So it was a big deal to go watch Michael Jordan. When I say the whole clan, I mean Scott's family, brothers, sisters, girlfriends, boyfriends, fiancés, wives, husbands, whatever the situation may have been. I can't remember what we were fighting about. It seemed to be quite often at that time. And at one point, Scott said, well, we should get married. And I said, well, yeah, we are getting married. And he said, well, I'm going to tell everybody. And I go, fine. And uh, we were having lunch at the Brown Bottle, and Scott clinked the glass and said, Hello, hey, everybody, uh, Maricel and I are getting married. And there was kind of a silence in the room. I don't know if it was because of the fact that we fought often at the time or because they had all just finished the wedding for Scott's sister. So silence, but then Scott's mom broke the silence by saying, well, yeah, we know. <laughs> so that was a very anticlimactic engagement of your father and I. <laughs> Alex, you did me dirty on that because you didn't mention that they were out to dinner when it happened. So I thought the clinking of the glass was too much of a I'm jar. I'm sorry. I and tried story, it. That's my mom, by the way. For those that don't know, that's the story of my mom and dad. Are you serious? That was my mom's voice. That was my mom, Maricel. She was referring to Scott, my dad, Scott Schulte. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I now know they're love. Wow, but you did me dirty because you didn't mention the dinner because that's what threw me off. Was the dinner? I thing. love that my parents' oh. proposal story includes Michael Jordan. I was. I feel like <laughs> the Hawkeyes got crushed during that game. They had to have. There's no. That's also something that's so weird to me. Is all right. So this college team is going to play against uh, Team USA. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get dunked but, on. But kid. It was like it was like the amateurs that were like gonna be on Team. I don't know. I don't know. I don't That's think it was like the. So, it wasn't the dream team of 1992 gotcha. of like okay Charles Barkley and Magic Johnson. Dang, and now I feel Larry so, Bird. And, that you know. was 
Was that was kind of fun. Can we do that again? We will do that every single yes! week, my friend. Yes, that was fun. So this was True Love and Two Lies presented by Ginsburg Jewelers. Oh, and uh, if you do go to Ginsburg Jewelers and you mentioned that you've heard about them through the LAS Podcast Network, they're going to give you 15% off of any order. Guys, 15% off. Can I use that? Because like, No, you can't. Oh dang! Okay, well, you guys, do it. It's for it's every time, every season's proposal <laughs> I mean, season. You can. You we can could. all use that great deal, fifteen percent off, right now, just by um, mentioning that you heard about yeah, it through the but, LAS but Podcast Network. For real, we are like super, super proud that Ginsburg's is our first sponsor on the show. Mwah. Steve Ginsburg is one of the most wonderful humans in the entire area of Cedar mm-hmm. Rapids. And um, that's as local as it gets. That That's a it's a local business that's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since, you know, his father, Herman, um, was in charge of it. And I don't even, I think Herman's the one that started it. I got to find out now. I yep. Yep. Good job, Alex. Uh, Wait, ju- you jumped into it, that one. Was it Herman's grandfather who you, started? You jumped into that. Ginsburg you jumped into that pool without knowing how deep it was. Oh no. Well, we've got a few weeks to figure it out, I think. Um, but yeah, go say hi to Steve over at Ginsburg Jewelers, over on the corner of Collins Road and First Avenue, over by the Best Buy, over by the Dick Sporting Goods uh, Guitar Center, all those places. So Ginsburg Jewelers is located on forty six forty seven First Avenue Southeast. You can find their website at Ginsburg Jewelers. And remember, if you let them know that you heard about them through the LAS Podcast Network, they're going to give you 15% off on your next purchase. So that's a pretty big deal. And we're super thankful to them for even being our our first sponsor in the first place. So this is actually quite the treat for us. Um, But yeah, they're open from 10 to 5, Monday through Saturday, over on First Avenue and Collins Road, GinsburgJewelers.com. And huge shout out to them for sponsoring True Love and Two Lies, brought to you by Ginsburg Jewelers. And now, back to One Word Stories. Welcome back to the second half of this episode of One Word Stories. Today's theme, um, the word we are discussing is kids. Kids. I'm joined by Naomi Ruckus-Rose, who is the host of The Ruckus. Hi, ho, friends. On the LAS Podcast Network. You can also find her over at the Eastern Iowa Arts Academy. She is the director of rock bands, and she's on staff over there. And just an all-around badass human being <laughs> that I that I, I love spending time with and having conversations with. Thanks. So, um, yeah, we're talking about the, the T's before the the break. Yep. I'm going to get on my own case here. I can, yep. I grilled you for saying segue. Oh, yes. I don't need to point out that there was a tease. Right. I could just do it. We could just throw it. <laughs> yeah, but but I can't I guess I can't get through a tease without saying here's a tease. I mean, we're just we're just the people that announce what's coming up. <laughs> we're just trying to do it the best we can. So, the tease was are we having kids? Who knows? Who knows? Right? Do, do we, do we want to have children in our lives? Um, do you want to go you, first? If, <laughs> I can. I'd be happy to go first. Yeah. Yeah, go I'll go first. Yeah. I'll go, let's, let's save you the guest for, Oof. for next because okay. that's, that's the big reveal. Okay. All right. So stick around to find out if Naomi's going to have kids. <laughs> um, so I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend is 27. And so, but we're not like late by any means. Right. Um, but at this point, the world is chaos. Yes. There's so many things that I think about. Um, I was actually just talking to Logan about it the other day. And one of the reasons I said I didn't want to have kids and he laughed at this was because I said, I said global warming. Uh, well, yeah. And he's like, I've never thought about that. And I'm like, how? 
I think about that constantly. W- w- pertaining to children? Pertaining to children. Okay, so I'm not the them. only one. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, and I don't want to put words in his mouth. Maybe he maybe he thinks about it more than I'm sure. giving him credit for right now. Sure. But, but yeah, that's a reason I don't want to. Yeah. Because in like 50 years. What are we birthing them into? What I don't just want to be like, all right, cool, peace out. Now I'm going to go die. And now you got to deal with all this shit. Legit my thought process. You know, that is something that I think about all the time. Yeah. Um, when thinking about having children. Right. Also on top of that. Just the fact that I can't afford it right now. <laughs> you know, we talked about that early in the episode. But also, you know, it's just, it's not it's not quite the lifestyle I want. I yeah. love not having kids. Yep. I love my life without children. Yep. Yeah. So I, if I was a gambling man, which I'm not, mm-hmm. I would bet that I would not have kids in my life, I think would be the answer. That's fair. Yeah. But it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know? If, yeah. If, uh... I don't know if it happens because it because if my mind change, I'm not saying that I'll never change my mind in that. Right. You know, but I, I'm also not saying that I never get the urge to have a child. Right. You know, yes. I see I see other people's kids and I'm like, oh, gosh, that what a happy little thing that yeah. that is. You know, mm-hmm. what, what a great sense of purpose that yes. is, you know, and also it seems like it drives a lot of people in their careers and their and <laughs> their lives like they don't get their shit together until they've got a kid to worry about, too. Yeah. Like, OK, well, now I got to start making money. So let me get my let me stop playing video games and yep. smoking weed all day. I'll just I got to have a kid now. I, I'm really generalizing here. Yep. And, but no, I. But yeah. You know, these are thoughts that the, I'm really just trying to give you like my unfiltered thoughts on yeah. this process. No, uh, that's why I don't. Legitimate. But but yeah, I think it's a no for me. Yep. I think it's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. As Randy Jackson would say. <laughs> I was thinking like, my mind went straight to American Idol. I'm like, which one is it? Which yeah. one is it? Randy Jackson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Maddie yep. Poppy from American Idol was just here last night. I heard that. Yeah, did she you was see over it? at Still, Stillwater Cafe. I did not see it. No, I was, I had a show myself at Bruce Moore. Oh, yeah. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it looked like a cool show. Yeah. It Speaking did. of American Idol. Right. I'm not letting us get off the topic too no, much kids, here. Kids. Do you want kids? Um, Here's the thing. I, yes. Couple S's was, that was a soft question. Very mark. confident, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I my thoughts have changed drastically throughout my childbearing years. So it started mm. out um <laughs> with one of my first serious relationships was a hard yes. He seemed like a very family oriented man. Mm. So I'm like, yep, yeah, we're gonna do it. Um, thankfully that relationship fell apart. Um, and I didn't have kids with him, thank mm-hmm. God. Right. Um right. years go by I um get married and um we have kind of this fast-paced lifestyle where we're playing in bands a lot um we're gigging a lot um we're just enjoying being uh, a couple and not having strings attached Mm -hmm. then we adopt a dog and I bring her home as a puppy and she's having her first really nasty I'm a bitch fit fit so I, um, you know, I'm kind of like doing the things that Caesar Milan tells me to do to like calm my dog. <laughs> yes, right? I just think of that sound. Yeah. <laughs> and why isn't this uh, working? I'm, tss, I'm seeing the same as him. It wasn't working. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I got this huge ass bulldog and she's fierce and, you know, like playing into all the stigmas and I'm like, what have I done? And I've made potentially like a 15 year commitment here. Like, 
fuck did I do? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you kind of just get in the rhythm of this is puppyhood and everything's great. You can't imagine your life without, I'm almost the best dog in the world. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, and now I want to open dog sanctuaries all over, you know? <laughs> so, um, life became consumed with our dog and just being a couple with a dog. And then, um, as life went on, I found myself really, really loving being an aunt and really loving the kids that I get to participate with um, as a rock band director. And um, like, shit, maybe maybe I do want this. And then um, my partner, though, my husband at the time was very staunch. No, yeah. no, no. And so um, at that point in my life, I was like, you know what? Like I first committed to being a married woman and I committed my life to being with him. So um, that's the bed that I made. I'm going to lay in it. Mm-hmm. I have different thoughts these days about that whole phrase that I just said. But that's where I was. Really? Wait, can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. Really? Why? So, I don't um, know that. I would never, I don't, I wouldn't judge someone that, that chooses not to have kids because their parent or because their partner says no. But I also, um, I'm also in this at the same time, I'm in the camp of like, you are an individual person. If you want to have kids, like, and if that's your biggest goal in life, then you need to find somebody or some means to be able to do it by yourself or find somebody willing to do it. Yeah. Ditch your partner right, <laughs> if right. it's that important to you. Right. And to me, like it was, it was very important to me, but it wasn't as important to me. Like divorcing my husband versus having no kids. Like I chose not having kids. You know, I didn't want to divorce my husband, mm-hmm, ex-husband mm-hmm. now. Um, shit hit the fan with that relationship. And immediately he gets somebody pregnant. And really, it fucking destroyed me. <laughs> oh my god, I can only imagine. <laughs> um, it. I don't oh, need to I air. Did, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to air much about it because sure. honestly, the details are important, and he gets to have his story, and I respect that. But um, instantly, wow. I went to therapy about it because wow. it would. It was consuming. It was all consuming, and so. Um, I went to my therapist and told her everything I just told you and now everybody else listening to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, which thank you so much for <laughs> being open about this. You. I know thank this you. isn't easy. So my therapist introduced me to, um, EMDR, um, which is, uh, this is going to be real layman's term. So, um, it kind of is, um, a mechanism where you can either, um, watch a light go from right to left, back and forth. And then you hold these little paddles, plastic paddles in your hand that vibrate left to right, back and forth. And as you, this was my, um, there's different ways to do it. Like some people do these tapping things on their body left to right. Um, but while you're, it's it's meant to put your brain in such a rhythm um, where you can then kind of unlock or reroute these pathways in your brain that are um, conditioned through trauma to, um, keep you stuck so with 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 trauma responses a lot of us know the proper decision to make or we know the logical thought process however we just get stuck because we're 
um, our body, our brain remembers the trauma and won't allow us to move past the situation. It won't allow us to make good decisions. And it's just this fucking vicious cycle. And so some people have a hard time even being counseled out of certain traumas. And I was having a problem being uh, like therapied out of how much trauma that, you know, situation caused me. And so we did this EMDR thing and, um, as I was watching the light go back and forth and holding these vibrating paddles, she would talk to me and ask me questions like, um, what, what is your biggest fear? Um, if you don't have kids and I, you know, I would say things like, I'm scared I'm going to end up dead alone. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm getting very old to be having children. Mm. Um, I, um, I feel like I wasted my fertile years on a man who was going to just fuck me over anyway. Mm. And, um, you know, all these very emotional things that, um, were just clouding my, my reasoning, you know? And so, um, then she would kind of, we would come out of the lights back and forth. And then she would talk to me about like how those thoughts aren't logical and how, um, you know, let's think about, um, where we want our brain to go instead when we have this intrusive thought of like, I missed out on my kid's opportunity. And so instead she's like, where, where do you want your brain to go? And I'm like, I want to go to, (laughs) this is really getting into it. When I, when I get real shit, like feeling like I, I, you know, anxiety is taking over. Depression is just like making its home in my brain again. Mm -hmm. I go to, I used to go to my bedroom closet, um, get in my closet, close the door and just like pretend that I'm in a womb <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and just like, yeah, sensory, you know, like I have taking, a cave that I go to and that yep. my therapist discussed with me too. That's not a weird yep. thing at all. I think a lot of people yeah. have that. Um, um, okay, thanks. <laughs> uh, that, what do you call it? That, that trick, it's, that hack. Yes. Um, Yep. No, that's that's a very uh, normal thing to do. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it's like a womb. It's it's it is. Um, for me, it's a cave with no door. Yep. Um, and it's no one can get in. Yes. No one. Yes. There's there's no way to open a door. Mm-hmm. There's no door, mm-hmm. and it's only me in there, and I am un- inaccessible yes. to the world. Yep. And sometimes in that and safe. And it's safe. Yes. And I started using my closet time as self-sabotage a little bit. Like oh. it became like where I would go and have these quiet by myself thoughts, but it kept going negative. And so she's like, what does that new room look like? And so I'm like, okay, in my brain space, I'm going to go to a room. It's painted soft yellow. I don't know why, but there's a wooden rocking chair. right? And, um, and it's it's where I would go to like if I were comforting a child like this is the safe safe open airy space it would be, mm-hmm. and for some reason then we go back into the EMDR light things back and forth and we cement that into my brain path like when these intrusive paths or uh, thoughts happen this wow. is the path my brain will take instead, and um, revolutionary <laughs> really, um, it only took like two sessions on that particular topic to make me be like okay. I'm okay. She also kind of would counsel me through things like logically, like she's like, I had my first kid when I was 38. My cousin had her kid when she was 40. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And then we think about like how, if I would have had kids with this ex-husband of mine, um, I'm glad I didn't. Your life would look very different. <laughs> it would be very different. 
and we probably still would be divorced. And um, I commend anybody that is living um, and raising kids with partners that are no longer your partners. You know, Um, it's hard. And are your parents still together? They are. Yep. My parents got divorced when I was twenty. Oh, which was wild. Really weird. Yeah. Because you yeah. never think, once you, you get that, you never think it's going to happen. Right. And then it just does. It usually happens when you graduate high school or something and then, or like way right. young. Well, and I'm the oldest, so I, I still had my two younger brothers there and I, I oh, felt, well, and shit. I was living, I felt really guilty about it because I was living in Chicago uh-huh. and was the oldest brother that they would look up to. Yep. And I felt like I wasn't there for them mm-hmm. when they had to deal with all of that. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is it was completely the opposite. Really? Because they were so a part of it, mm-hmm. they were so much more comfortable with the process than I was when oh, I got interesting. back home. Interesting. So they my my parents each started dating new people and um, my brothers got to know those people mm-hmm. and grew to love them much faster than I did. That makes sense though. And yeah. then I came home cuz I like my move to Chicago, that's a whole, you know, other thing (laughs) and and I've actually discussed that I think a little bit but but it it was mainly running away yeah when I did that sure you know there were there were I was going through a breakup I had just gone through a breakup um I was having conflict in the community that I established myself with here and also I had aspirations and I wanted to accomplish that in a big city and I I just wanted to change you know and also my friends were going to college and I wasn't Mm -hmm. so I needed to get out and do something Mm -hmm. so I went to Chicago and I kind of ran away from things and I shut off Cedar Rapids like hardcore. Yeah. And, and then six years later when I moved back, you know, things are all different. Yep. You know, but they told, they told us I would, they were getting divorced while I was there. Mm-hmm. I was, I was back in town for a wedding. It's the, it's, I I think it's kind of funny. I was back in town for my cousin's wedding and I was in his wedding and I, I'm 20 years old at this point. So I'm underage, the drinking age, Yeah. but I just got like shit faced <laughs> at his wedding <laughs> Yes. To the point where I went up to my bald uncle and read his head like a crystal ball, which is a moment that keeps me up at night because I know he hated it and he probably thinks about it when he sees me. But um, uh, he, uh, my parents said, Alex, can we talk to you the next day? And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble for drinking too much. Oh, yeah. It was way worse. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. I wish I had gotten in trouble for drinking that day. Right? <laughs> they were like, we're getting, we're splitting up. And I was like, no. Did you see it coming though? Like, like. I guess kind of. Yeah. Like my mom was living a very different lifestyle than my dad was. Yeah. You know, she was going out with friends and stuff and they were always doing stuff separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but they weren't like fighting or anything. It just seemed like a marriage that they, for 30 years. Which yep. I think they were married for like 27. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like a boring yeah. marriage that had been around for three decades right and you know I, I, I didn't really think anything of it and then yeah mm-hmm. so it, oh, it turns fuck. your world upside down i'm sure yeah um uh as an i, I mean i i remember always feeling so lucky as a kid me too looking at my friends who had divorced parents yep. that i was like god i can't imagine yep. how terrible that would be that would be that'd be the worst thing in the whole fucking world yeah and then it happens, and you're like, "Holy shit, man!" Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I am grateful that my parents have a good relationship, and, and yeah. they're, you know, cordial, great with each other. That's and, good. And we can still spend holidays together and oh, stuff, good. you yeah. know. But, um, yeah. And now, you know, and I, I love the people that they've both ended up with. Good. They're both great people. Yeah. Um, Rashid and Liz are their names, mm-hmm. um, and they're they're both they've both been so sweet and wonderful, and and. Uh, and 
the thing that made me like them the most though was them putting up with my shit of hating oh, them. Oh sure, yeah. Off the bat, yep. I hated both of them so quickly. I'm sure, and yeah. And they both still were fine to me, yeah. you know, and, and if not loved me before I loved them. Oh. Wow. And then I was like, man, what am I doing here? Yeah. This is an this is a, another awesome adult that I have in my life now that's got that's in my corner. Yes, and I think that's a fantastic point though too because I feel like some kids uh, would benefit from their. <laughs> horrible benefit <laughs> from their parents splitting up and being with people absolutely. that absolutely provide a more stable calm happy loving environment look you get four happy parents instead of two sad ones people yes that love you and more i mean the I mean, more hopefully. kids love yes hopefully more kids loving or more more adults loving a kid like, how can that be bad a bad thing you know mm-hmm. like um yeah, like I said, I can't. It takes a village. I, it does. Gosh, I look at my friends and then my sisters, and I'm just like, God, you guys <laughs> are fucking champs. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for putting up with all this because I know it's a lot. Right? You know, it's no. a lot for me, so I can imagine it's a lot for, for all of you guys. Yeah, kind of yeah. I, like actually being the participants of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. So no, I I didn't I I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be a divorced partner having a kid with my ex-husband. So it all worked out. And then, um, you know, I, another big thing that kind of gives me a little rest, um, in my brain about this topic too, is, is if I would have been a parent back when, um, I was younger, uh, I wouldn't have been in the same brain space that I am now. And I wouldn't be as, um, I just wouldn't have been as a, a good of a parent back then. I think if I had a kid, if, you know, if I accidentally became pregnant right now, right. I wouldn't freak out. I would be like, you know what? Like I've been, <laughs> I've been training for this, you know, <laughs> like I've worked in daycare is that, you know, all the logistics yeah. stuff, like right. I'll be fine. And then, um, I just love mental health and, and yeah. learning why people and why I react certain ways. And, so, and you'd and also I, be so accepting of that kid turning out however they turn out. Right. Like I, like, God, fuck. I hate that I have to say this, but like I would, when I was like, you know, super uber evangelical Christian, like Mm -hmm. I had this conversation with my ex-partner. I'm like, what if we do have a kid and he wants to be gay? Like, and the church hates us. Like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, why did I even have that thought back then? Right. Like, right. Thank God I never had Also not wants to be. Right. Right. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, like God, that would have, I would have, oh, I can't imagine yeah. being that kind of an adult or a parent to a kid that right. is, you know, different than me. You know, what's <gasps> hilarious though is mm. my parents, I think I always kind of thought that there was a chance that I was gay. Really? <laughs> so they, so they would say things like, Alex, <laughs> you know it'd be okay. it's okay <laughs> if you're gay. Right. <laughs> Like, mom, I'm not. That's good, though. I mean. <laughs> you know, like, that's that's like a legit. So I grew up knowing that I had supportive parents yes. if I chose that. Or not a, See, again, I need to. Yes, we need to fix our language it's, around I, that. It's not a path you choose. Right. The, pa- the, the, the path chooses you. Yes. Um, but, but even if I was that, I would have had incredible support. That's fantastic. It was always kind of offensive to me, though, as a kid, because I was just like a little homophobe oh, at, in yes. middle school. Of course. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I didn't do show choir for a year because my friends wouldn't stop calling me the F word. Oh. And I don't mean fuck. Yeah. The bad. The bad F word. The worst F word. Yeah. So fuck is a good F word. It's It's the best. It it just feels good coming out. Fuck. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Well, is that how we end the kids episode? (laughs)
think to summarize, <sighs> I, I this I, this is like a, the phrase the phrase that um you know has been my mantra as far as the kid things go for many years. I uh and um I would say I want to want to have kids because there's a lot of stigma. If you go childless, there's a lot of stigma. If you have too many kids, you know, you can't, you can't win. Um, Now I'm to the point that. Have too many, you get your own TLC TV show. Right. That's true. true. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I, uh, I think I do. I think I'm with a partner that would be a much, uh, at least for my lifestyle, a much better uh, parent to parent with. Um, If it doesn't happen though, for me, I think I have the ability to become at peace with that decision. And you know what? Like the whole, like, I'm going to be alone on my deathbed. There's lots of old people that die that have kids that don't show up. Mm -hmm. Anyway, you know, you don't get a guarantee. Mm. I need to go visit my grandparents, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life is uh, so unexpected. You, You can plan, you can work for the things that you want in life, and you can achieve those things, and you can have the family. But you have no guarantee of how it's going to turn out and if it's going to, you know, if your kids are going to be supportive of you, if they're going to love you, if they're going to want to come home, if they're going to want to be honest with you, you know, like yep. there's things that you can do to foster good relationships, obviously, but yep. you, you don't get, you don't get that guarantee. And so like, I want, um, I want just my intentions. I'm working towards like really evaluate, evaluating my, um, what my, where my desire is coming from, you know? Well, and I think that even if that journey doesn't happen for you, you're still going to be able to affect a lot of young people's lives. Perhaps more. For the rest of your life. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's, there's something to be said about and I'm that. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> and if it does happen, you'd be a fucking awesome parent. Thank you. <laughs> you know? Um, and I, I don't want to sound cocky, but I think I'd like be the fucking best dad i think so too i'd be a, I'd be a great dad like i yes. love kids mm-hmm. I, I just love playing with kids I, I i feel like i have common interests my i still like watching cartoons and yes. i love playing video games and yeah and i love playing sports and doing all that stuff we would be Co- the cool parents we maybe, would be maybe the old parents but the cool old parents. The old parents yep but but cool for sure yeah yeah so <laughs> uh let's go out on that yeah yeah naomi thank you so much for for being vulnerable with me today because this I, this conversation got a little deeper than I ever thought it was actually going to get to a be little honest bit. <laughs> but I'm really glad we went there together it was good so um, and actually if anybody enjoyed what they heard from Naomi I think this is a really good preview for one of the uh, um, most exciting new podcasts coming out <laughs> not just on the LAS Podcast Network but just period Period. It's called The Ruckus with Naomi Ruckus Rose. And that's going to be streaming here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else. Um, and be yeah. looking out for that. So we, you can go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash The Ruckus to oh, find. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh, you got to go check out your I website. Have my own little URL. You do. Your pictures are up. <laughs> uh, your trailer's up on it. You got a bio. I'm going to go check it out with your the rest of you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. So definitely check that out. Um, but this has been One Word Stories, where we take one word and let it inspire the stories we tell <laughs> today this was awesome it was fun I, I, my philosophy is everything is a gift and the fact that you showed up at the door today <laughs> thinking there was an episode well knowing there was an episode <laughs> and I had no idea that we were going to record this turned out to be one of my favorite episodes we've ever recorded a great conversation thank you so much for being here with me thank you so um, much for having I me. can't wait to hear more from you and, and, and on your show Thanks. hey everybody leave me a good review Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave me a good review. Only the good ones. Please. I need them. (laughs) 
Um, also, if you want to support this show and other local creators like Naomi or um, our graphics designer, Craig Johnson, who we're about to record an episode of Creating Crap with Craig. Yeah, if you want to support any of these amazing local creators, please consider subscribing to LAS Plus. For more information on that, you can go to laspodcastnetwork.com slash plus, and for just $10 a month, you can support local. That money stays here. It helps local voices. Um we've got a really amazing community that we want to we want to showcase here any last thoughts you've got naomi no perfect (laughs) i I love it all right new episodes every wednesday i will talk to you next week my friends Mustache Media.